As warrior dads, we got to tackle a lot of things, but tackling low testosterone levels should definitely not be one of them. Uh, we need to keep our testosterone at peak levels, and that is absolutely crucial for all of us. So I'm sure you know all the horrible things associated with low T levels. If you don't, it's definitely not pretty. Uh, it's Google search away. But unfortunately, testosterone levels in men have been consistently decreasing over the last two decades. And it's actually one of the biggest conversations I have to have when working with men, which is why I decided to create the Warrior Dads Testosterone Booster Guide and Checklist. It's a free download. And all you have to do is go to checklist.warriordads.com. Uh, just download it, start, start implementing it, and start to feel the difference. So again, go to checklist.warriordads.com and get your free copy now. Being a dad isn't always easy, but it's the best thing I ever did. I'm constantly improving myself to be the best dad I can be through fitness, nutrition, mindset, and lifestyle. As fathers, we pass on many things to our children, such as our mindset, our habits, our attitude, and what we've learned along the way. Each of these will shape who our children are and who they will become. The Warrior Dad's mission is to help you become the healthiest version of yourself, to hone your edge, and to live with purpose. My name is Jim Bartomey, and this is the Warrior Dad's Podcast. Hey guys, thanks for tuning in for another episode of the Warrior Dad's Podcast today. I am pleased to bring on George Bruno. George Bruno, aka the Sultan of Silver. Uh, he has been in the hair industry for over 40 years and been teaching people how to optimize their lives and be the best version of themselves. George is a public speaker, a barber, a coach, and a YouTube sensation, and I'm not saying that lightly. Um, he has completely exploded over the last year. I've known George for a little over three years now, I believe, and we've actually done this interview a little while back before and completely got the audio messed up. It was in person, and now I have the pleasure of doing it with him on Anchor. Um, which, you know, if you've been listening, you know, I've been using that now for quite some time. So um, super, super pleased to have George on the show. He's a wealth of knowledge and I can't wait for him to share his wisdom with you. So George, thank you so much for coming on the Warrior Dads podcast. You're welcome, John. <laughs> um, so George, just give people a little bit of a brief background about your history and then what's kind of led you to the path, which we'll talk about, you know, more uh, as we get as we get deeper into the interview, but tell people a little bit about has, what has led you up to the things that you are doing currently today and the impact that you're making today. Went to college for criminal justice. I was the first person in my family to go to college. My grandfather said, but always have something you can do with your hands. He was excited that I was going to college and mm -hmm. wanted me to get a trade. I come from a trade family. Mother and father both cut hair, so I decided to cut hair and go to college. I worked my way through college cutting hair, made money on the weekends. I taught in five colleges, worked in healthcare for 22 years, all while cutting hair on the side. Mm -hmm. When I got laid off from that industry, someone said, why don't you cut hair full-time? And I said, I don't want to cut hair full-time. It's a great part-time job. I don't know if I can do it full-time. Well, I tried it, and I loved it, and I can't turn back. So now I'm in the hair industry being the best that I can be and helping others be the best that they can be. What that does is that allows me a platform to work with men and women, now mainly men. And as I like to say to people, the person who does your hair gets closer to you than your own doctor does. We are like the bartenders. We are the people that listen to you. We are the people that 
just keep our mouth shut while you talk. Mm -hmm. And we listen. And being that I had some background of helping people in the healthcare industry, I thought, you know what, maybe this can go a little bit further. So I do a little bit more than cutting hair. What happened was I ended up building up men, building people and speaking and invited to, to go to conferences all over the world. And that's what I do. I do interviews and conferences and speak and tweet and started the YouTube channel with content mainly geared towards men, although I do have about five or 6% women. And it's for people to optimize their life. It's an educational channel. It's an entertainment channel. And there's something for everybody there. But the one thing that all my content has in common is that you walk away a little bit stronger, a little bit tighter, a little bit more knowledgeable, a little bit more wisdom, and with some ideas to ponder on to make your life better. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, you started the YouTube channel and... You know, I, I knew you before your YouTube channel, right? And But you started your YouTube channel, and then it just started getting bigger and bigger, and then you got recognized, and then, like you said, you're starting to get speaking engagements from it, being invited to conferences. So do you want to talk a little bit more about the conferences and the impact that you're having there? Yeah, I got invited to uh, several men's conferences and just became a uh, a leader in the, for lack of a better term, some people call it the manosphere. And... It's basically teaching men how to be men because men aren't being taught how to be men anymore. Masculinity is considered toxic. It used to be that there was a thing called toxic masculinity, but in the media now, all masculinity is topic. You can't be a man. If you're a coach or a teacher and, and there's a young man failing, let's say on the football field, he's not running fast enough. He's not lifting strong enough. And if you say, oh, come on, man up or be a man, that coach or teacher can be fired now. So now we're offended by everything. Is that right? The, oh, the, the it, coach or the teacher could be fired for saying something like be, that. We're saying to man up because what does that mean? That means you know you're you're mocking somebody or uh, masculinity is on a spectrum. I say masculinity is like pornography. I know it when I see it. I can walk into the Philadelphia Museum of Art and I'm surrounded by naked people on every floor of the museum. Paintings of naked people, statues of naked people, but not for one second would you ever say that's pornography. You'd say that's beautiful. Mm -hmm. But you open up a dirty magazine or go to a porno website, you see a lot of naked bodies, and you know that's pornography. Mm -hmm. Why? Because you know it when you see it. But wait a minute, you were just in the museum surrounded by naked bodies. Masculinity is the same way. I know masculinity. There's people today that are trying to define masculinity. And the reality is it stems out of being male. And what happens is I know masculinity, and so does everyone when they see it. Mm -hmm. Masculinity is protective. It's, it's pro providing. It's protective. So you mentioned that people are trying to define it. Who, who's trying to define it, and how are they defining it nowadays? Feminists. Feminists are trying to define or trying to redefine masculinity and there is a large group of men and college professors who are saying that masculinity is toxic and that the patriarchy is toxic in other words men are evil uh there was an article in time magazine last week that equal that actually compared masculinity to terrorism get out of here absolutely where was this at time
look it up. You can Google Google the phrase toxic masculinity. It's huge. On campus, you can be called a hater now on a college campus if you talk about masculinity because there's 56 different genders, they say. And if you disagree with that, you're a hater. You're a supremacist. You're a, you know, like fill in the blank, whatever. And I say it's time for men to be men. Yeah, I don't understand this whole the, the, this whole gender thing that's starting, you know, where to start in Canada. Now it's trickling into New York and it's way, making its way into the school system. Yeah. And I don't understand. Like, why, why are people not happy with either male or female? I mean, you, you mentioned what, what's the number? 33, 35 different types of genders. 56. Oh, it's up to 56, 56 now. OK, because I heard months ago it was like 33 mm-hmm. genders or something like that. Mm-hmm. And I don't understand how you can actually is that is a 56 different pronouns because people are it's the whole pronoun thing that you're talking about. Right. Absolutely. And and Which a pronoun Canada, is not a gender. If right? you I mean, call it's like a pronoun is a pronoun. Well, let me, let me put it this way. If there's a dude who all of a sudden one day wakes up and says, I am now a woman. If you call him a him or he, you can now be charged with a crime. What is the charge in England? It's called misgendering. If you misgender somebody because they decided they wanted to be something else, it's now a crime. Wow. What is the world mm-hmm. turning to? Why? Why? What? So, what? What's your whole take on it? Especially as a father, you have you have how many children? Three. Three. So, as a father, seeing this happen, and how old? And how old's your youngest? Nineteen. Fifteen. 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 Is he learning any of this or is he being exposed to this? Are you having conversations around this? In public schools, in public schools, it's all normal now. All of this stuff is normal. And I say public schools are nothing but in in colleges now are, first of all, public schools are indoctrination centers. Colleges are nothing but ways of prolonging adolescence. And if you take a look at the college majors in any college catalog, it's like a comedy routine. You know, the joke is, what do you call somebody with a master's degree in uh, feminism and film studies? Barista. (laughs) Make my coffee, bitch. I mean, just basically Starbucks, the the only role that Starbucks has besides making coffee is to give jobs to people with useless degrees. That's how I look Hmm. at it. So So the conversation then with males at these conferences that you're going to and speaking at what, what is the fix? What, what is the, what is the vision 10 years down the road, five years down the road? You know, what is, how is this going to all play out? Because like, is it, is it going to, I believe is it going to get to the point where people are like, all right, this is absolutely ridiculous. Or is this going to be the new norm and it's just going to stick? It's absolutely clear. It's absolutely clear. What's going to happen is, uh, men, most men are going to go the way of women. Men are being feminized. Women are being masculinized. Mm-hmm. And if a man wants to stay a man and be more of a man, he's demonized. That's all. So that, it's as simple as that. So what's happening is the future of this is that men are getting softer. Women are getting harder. If you've noticed. Absolutely. That. And, Absolutely. I mean, you know, and well, you know, I'm in the fitness industry, right? And that, well, the health industry, but you know, of course, fitness is a big part of that. And you look at CrossFit, you know, and I think there's great things that CrossFit is doing for, 
I mean, my background is, you know, corrective exercise and looking at the body as a whole, and it's more of a holistic approach. So, you know, it doesn't really, doesn't really right. mesh well with, with CrossFit. Right. And, and I, and I get the pros and the cons of CrossFit and there's, there's pros and cons with every program and everything, everything in the world. Right. So, you know, but the pro, one of the big pros that I see is the fact that it's been getting women to pick up more weights, right? Especially from a health perspective and, you know, not, not, a, not as far as getting women more masculine, because I don't really think that's, I never looked at a need for that, right? Because I, I look at it a perfectly balanced world. I, I don't feel like mother nature screwed anything up. You know, we have men and we have women, you know, women bring certain qualities to the table. And men bring certain qualities to the table. And if we all work together equally, then right. it's a beautiful little symbiotic system. You know, it doesn't have to be, well, I, I can, I can hunt too, you know, uh, you know, okay. doesn't matter if you can hunt. This is the role. You're You're better at this. I'm better at this. Let's just do it together and work together and, and achieve the same outcome. You know, we're, we're all having the same goal of living together as human beings on this planet and sharing the space and, hopefully living in harmony together. And it's just like, well, why can't we just do that together instead of it being a pissing contest? But the one thing I do think that CrossFit did, you know, good was, you know, introduced things like deadlifts and overhead pressing and squats and things like that for women, because I feel like they would always migrate more towards cardiovascular machines and things like that. And the cart, you know, the, the, the ellipticals and the treadmills. And if you just look at a woman and how they're more prone to osteoporosis, um, you know, putting stress on muscles, tendons, ligaments, bones, et cetera, helps to reverse that process, right? So it's just, you're getting the woman healthier in general. So that's one thing. But then you look at the way that these, but what right. it's turned into, it's like these women are like, well, I love this power and I just, I want to keep going with it, right? And that's okay. But I just, I cannot believe that the male has, has allowed um, itself to just get so low, like the, the, the male energy in general has just started to decline. It was like, oh, okay, well now, I guess it's the path of least resistance, right? I don't know how you would chalk it up or what the reason behind it is. I always like to figure out why things are happening. Like, and maybe you have a thought on this. Like, why do you think that it actually happened? Is it the path of least resistance? And the male was like, well, if I don't have to be the male anymore, then I just won't be the male anymore. No, I believe men should be hard. Women should be soft. I don't want to put my arms around a woman who's got like, Who's like ripped? I don't want to put my arms around a hard body. I want to put my arms around. Oh a no, I agree. I agree with that one hundred percent. But why do you think it actually started to happen? Like, why did why did we allow the the, the feminine? Um... Feminism, feminism is cancer. Feminism is the ultimate supremacist mm -hmm. movement. It wants to destroy men. It's not about equal rights. It's not about women voting. It's about destroying men. It's not about tit for tat. It's about destroying masculinity. They're only happy when men are no longer men. When you look at women who cut their hair short, dye half their head blue, pierce their faces, have tattoos, they are taking their femininity away. It's God-given. So it's basically rebelling against nature. It's nature. That's what it is. The rebelling against nature and when you play with mother nature there's never a good right. end uh you know you get you get women switching from dare because most women are vegans you see this like mo i should say most vegans are women and what happens is these uh these women end up um switching from dairy to soy milk and when you look there's a lot of soy and almost every try shopping without finding soybeans or soybean oil and and food 
soy is a phytoestrogen. It builds up man boobs. It makes a man softer. Men, men's testosterone counts are down over 200 points in the last 20 years. Why is that? So now the two biggest labs, LabCorp and Quest Labs, have lowered the reference rates of testosterone in men. What used to be a low T level is now normal. Think about it. I'm not talking about being macho. There's a difference between macho and being masculine. Guys that are macho are just mm-hmm. assholes. Masculine is being a man. I'm not talking about being an asshole. I'm not talking about puffing your chest out and, you know, flexing your muscles and being violent and aggressive and all this kind of stuff. That's not what right. I'm talking about because the feminists, the feminists and modernists will automatically go to that when they hear me talking like this. That is not what I'm talking about. And I disavow that kind of stuff. I distance myself from that kind of nonsense. But when a man, think about it, 50% of all marriages end in divorce, which means that 50% of all boys now are being raised by women that only see their dads every other weekend and maybe one night a week. So that boy is learning masculinity from a woman. Nothing wrong with learning from a woman, but what he's learning is the feminized version of being Mm -hmm. a man. Because now the legal system, which is always geared against men, and bias towards women has allowed this to happen. So now 50% of all boys, and that's most millennials now, were raised by a single mom who had a revolving door of men going in and out of the house who want nothing to do with the children. And mom is the primary teacher. And dad is like, fuck this shit. You know, dad wants to see his kids more, but he's got to fight for that. Revolving door, just to kind of be clear, if we, you know, you know, obviously it's warrior dads, but, you know, I'm sure we have maybe some women listeners, um, you know, just to be clear, we're not talking about women stepping into because they're a single mom stepping into a, a whorish role. Right. You know, revolving door of all these men coming in now, just just saying, like, if they're if they're going on dates or if they're trying to find a new mate, then and, and the, the man really doesn't want anything to do with it. That's just kind of just to clarify. Yeah. So, I mean, right. You know, I. I so what is your definition? Do you have a definition of masculinity? Then? Have you Correct. actually like put something together where it's like, okay, this is my definition of masculinity and this is how I sum it up. Yeah. Masculinity. For instance, I'll give you an example. I'm dating a gal years ago. We're watching TV. The fireplace is on. We're watching mm-hmm. a movie. This is back when you rented videos at a video store. We hear a noise out. We hear a noise out front in front of her house. Okay. I immediately run over to the fireplace, grab the fireplace poker and run out. And it might've been a person out there. I didn't know. I thought there was maybe somebody like peeking in the window or like doing something like it. It was a raccoon right outside the window. I come back in. She's like, holy crap. I can't believe you did that. And I said, did what? She says, my ex-husband would have been crouching behind the couch calling 911. Mm-hmm. I didn't even think about it. I just reacted. Men men protect and provide. Period. That's what they do. Now, now men don't do that. Men call 911. Men don't stand up for what is right anymore. Men feel like if they side with women they're they're gaining points. You're not gaining points. You're becoming 
becoming subservient. And I'm not talking about male supremacy in any Absolutely. way. It's, this is not a, a woman-hating right. movement. I do believe the sexes complement each other. We need each other, yin and yang. We work well, we work well together. But masculinity is what stems naturally out of a man to provide. When we look at evolutionary psychology, men provide and protect. Women reproduce and nurture and nest. That's what they do. So society is, has been turned on its end because now what's happening is women are seeking hardcore full-time careers and they're going against nature. That's what I think. I think masculinity is natural. I'm all about femininity, but not feminism. Feminism is cancer. It's the ultimate supremacist movement. Masculinity is different than macho. Macho is just a dude who's who's just insecure. No, the macho. And a total ass. Masculine man doesn't have to prove anything. Absolutely. The macho guy doesn't need but they know how to get the job. He just he's always trying you to prove masculine men just don't need to prove a thing. I actually did a video on at this, all. Um, little ways back and it's like kind of comparing, you know, you can have a soft side as a man, but you don't have to be soft. And I feel like that's a really big thing for young men to hear today. It's like, you know, because everyone wants people to get in touch with their feminine side, right? And, you know, so you mentioned just a couple minutes ago, you mentioned yin and yang, right? Well, if you look at the symbol of yin and yang, it's not just black on one side and just white on the other side. In the black section, which is yin, there's a white circle inside there, which which represents yang. And if you look at the white side, there's a black circle that represents yin. So there's a little bit of each in in its counterpart. But I, I don't know where the I don't know where it shifted and where the disconnect was, but I am seeing this. You know, everything that you're talking about, I'm seeing this. Like, you know, some. You know, I try to surround myself with with the people that I that I really want to surround myself with that are more aligned. You know, with with the way I look at things. So, you know, I I don't really know too too many of these people, but I've seen them. It's like you know, you or you hear about them. It's like you, some guys don't even know how to operate a, a drill which, you know, some people would chalk up as a power tool, but, you know, yes, a, a drill is a power tool, but I feel like it's just a motorized screwdriver, right? I mean, if you can't operate a drill, then, you know, you, you got other things going on. But it's just like, why, why did we allow this to happen, right? Like, why do you think that something right. inside of the person was just like, right? Uh, oh, okay, yeah, well, this is just going to become the new norm, right? I mean, I feel like because we had the masculinity, where was the disconnect? Where was the tipping point where it just started to fall over and then we couldn't control it anymore? We, we no longer have to hunt anymore. We no, long, no longer have to build anymore. We don't have to do those kind of things. We, we just, so, and I'm not a big evolutionist, but when you look at the progression of mankind in Western Civ, I don't have to build anything. I don't have to hunt food. I go to a store and buy meat now. I used to have to, yeah. man used to have to go out and kill things and, and yeah. butcher things and point. feed his family. And your world revolved around providing food and shelter. That was it. Food, shelter, that was it. Mm-hmm. Now, things got a little bit messed up. I just got to go to the store and buy a steak. I don't even see where that steak comes from. It came from an animal. 
somebody had to kill, bleed, butcher, That's a good point. and ship 1,200 miles to my store and get wrapped, and then I buy it and it ends up on my grill. So we are shielded from the reality of life. So now we have to deal with this new reality. The new reality is, is that uh, people are trying to redefine everything out of necessity out of necessity that's just the name of the game i think um you know in medieval times they would pull the tongues out of people who who would tell the truth or put hot pokers in their mouth and disable their tongue okay political correctness is the new version of pulling a person's tongue out they don't try to silence truth they don't they never silence liars they silence truth tellers that's why this talk between you and i would be considered politically incorrect it will get it will get haters truth always gets hate as a response mm-hmm. the truth is never embraced especially by people who uh, who it speaks to right so this is so not what a are very, you teaching it, you know this is not a very popular you, opinion how are you at being all the example for your son right because that's the best way you know the the, the best leadership is leadership by example and I always say this. I always say this. There's a dude on uh, on uh, Twitter right now, and his uh, thing is "Tell your son this," and I say that's bullshit. He's a bunch of pompous bullshit because children watch what you do more than they listen to what you do. I always say this: mm-hmm. children listen to their fathers, or no, they watch their fathers and they listen to their grandfathers. I say this as uh, when I talk to single men. Who are who are dating? Believe what she does, not what she says. It's the same thing with parenting. My kids mm-hmm. lift weights. My boy, I have two boys and a girl. My boys lift weights. They're building their muscles. They do resistance right. exercises. They're not they're not meatheads, but they like to keep themselves in shape. They like, they, they keep themselves looking good, and they're smart. And they study and they get their homework done. They're nice, well rounded young men with beautiful girlfriends. And they're gentlemen because they watched their dad mm-hmm. open up doors. I still open my wife's door when she gets their in the truck. She hold their the mom's coat, hold son. their I mom's open, chair. I open her door every chance I get. They watch that happen. He does. And he and, and he's he started to That's... hold the door for people now when we go out. And he'll hold the door for people and say, go ahead. And go your ahead. son and everybody watches thinks that. it's so sweet because a six-year-old just holds the door it. for him and they feel bad. And they're like, no, go ahead. And he, he's like insisting. You know, and They're he... arguing with the six-year-old. No, go ahead. <laughs> you know, um, yep. yeah, you know, and it's like, yep. you know, and if you're doing, and you yep. know, one of the things I remember as a kid is my, if my dad had any projects exactly. going on around in the house and I heard the saw going on outside, I'd go outside and I'd check it out and see what he's doing. And then as soon as he sees me, maybe he didn't know I was awake or something like that. Cause he'd start projects earlier in the morning. He's like, Hey, you know, you want to watch, you want to help? Right. Like, yeah, yeah, I want to watch. I want to help. You know, I just, I do the same thing with my, I mean, we don't, you know, we live in a newer house, so we don't have to do that many projects around here, but yeah, you know, anytime I do or in the kitchen, you know, Jimmy, you know, he'll come in and say, dad, can I help you cook? Absolutely, buddy. Come on, let's do it. Right. You know, and just uh, that leading by example isn't there. Yep. In most cases, in most cases, right. We can't say this is. We can't say this across the board because there are people out there, of course, like you and me, and there are other people out there yeah, children, doing the right children, thing or trying children. to do the right thing. And I think that those people need to be acknowledged and hats off to them because they see 
the right thing. But for the people that are listening to this and maybe it's resonating with them, like, man, maybe I need to start making some changes or I need to start doing some things differently. What's the first thing that you would tell them? What's the first piece of advice you would say, like, start doing this and then, and then move on to the next thing. If someone's listening to this and they're like, wow, this guy, George is like really making sense. I see a disconnect in my life. I want to make some changes. Go. I like that. Start working on your own mm-hmm. body. That's the first thing. Period. The, the easiest way to make change is to change yourself. Because your biggest challenges are going to be with your own body. If you're five pounds overweight, 20 pounds, 50 pounds, 100 pounds, lose weight. It'll show you that that's damn hard to do and to maintain. It's hard. And the reason why you got that way is because you neglected it. You're not big boned. You don't come from a big family. You didn't always struggle with food. You're too fucking lazy, period. Yep. You're lazy. So if you can discipline yourself, that's the first thing you have control of is yourself. Mm -hmm. First thing, uh, Jordan Peterson's book. Jordan Peterson is a friend of mine. He wrote a book called The 12 Rules for Life. The first thing he said is clean your room, make your bed. You know why? Because that's the first thing you have control over. The first thing you have control over in the morning when you wake up. The first thing is your bed and your room. First mm-hmm. thing. When your feet hit the floor, the first thing that you have responsibility for is turning chaos yeah. into order. Yeah, Admiral uh, William Start McRae. The thing that, that is closest was, uh, to you. And with most guys, it's their body. For a long time. And there's a really cool video online, if uh, nobody knows of his book that he wrote. And it's about making your bed every morning because it's just that little bit. um, It's that little sense of pride first thing in the morning. And that one little thing can lead to another, which can lead to another and can lead to another. And his joke is, is that, you know, you can have a great day or you can have a crappy day. And if you have a crappy day, you come home at least to a bed that is made (laughs) and it's made by you, you know, and it's something that you can look at and say, okay, that's the first thing I tackle for today. So, um, yeah, William McRaven. I like that. I like that about changing your body because you're right. It's the first thing that you can do to have an impact. And then once you tackle that and you start working on that, then that can trickle into other things, just like making your bed. So I really like that. And, you know, I think you made a really good distinction earlier when you were talking about your sons and how they actually exercise. And he's like, you know, they're not bodybuilders. And I feel like that's the zero to hundred mentality that I, that I talk about, you know, periodically is that, you know, you don't just because, you know, for anyone listening, just because George is saying, start working on your body. He's not talking about, you know, try to start looking like a, a physique competitor, Right you're not trying to look like some of these people that are throwing out their stuff on Instagram or, you know, all the social media stuff and like, look like this Adonis uh, sculpture or whatever, because the, the truth, truth be told, you know, to get yourself to look like that sometimes can be a grueling, a grueling thing. And I've actually known people that have looked like that and have said, it's not worth it. I don't, I don't enjoy looking like that or doing the things that I have to do to keep myself looking like that. And I didn't feel healthy. And that's really what it's about. It's about keeping yourself healthy and, and about having longevity in life. Um, so I just want, you know, to make that distinction because some people do have that zero to a hundred mentality and like, all right, well, this is what I'm going to look like. You know, I'm uh, 25% body fat. I'm trying to get down to six, you know? And so um, just don't, just don't go crazy with it, but have focus, have discipline and, and get yourself right. So I love that. Um, 
it helps you it helps your relationship with your woman too whether you got a girlfriend or a wife or whatever not every guy who's a father is married so there's a lot of single guys single guys i'm sure that listen to this podcast as well let me put it this way uh mm-hmm. number one you're doing it for yourself that's the reality you're not doing it for her you're not doing it to get women you're doing it for yourself so when you take your shirt off you feel good when you look in the mirror that's a good feeling it's nice to feel good when you look at yourself you know you might not be yeah. like a super handsome guy but you could have a good looking body you can go from looking like a teddy bear to, to be jacked and and that's doable it's so doable it's within every man's capability who's listening to this here's the other thing when it comes to women women your woman does not care how much you work out she does not care how much you work out you know what she cares about she cares that you work out just the fact that you are going to the gym or you're down in the basement pumping iron that makes her proud of you. Now, obviously, you're doing it for yourself, but you're not going to go to the gym five days a week to please your woman. She's happy that you're just going, period, and improving yourself. Like that. Women like men who like are trying to be the best versions of themselves. Because it, it puts it in perspective. Like It doesn't That's take it. a whole lot yeah. for the perception of the woman to change because, you know, what are, what are the perception? I mean, women can't... <clears throat> I can't imagine that women want to stay in that role forever, right? Because, because there is talk about how, okay, so the woman becomes more powerful, right? And has more of the upper hand because you have a softer man. So, but the, the, the idea or the concept of a man trying to find his mother as a mate, that's nothing new, right? I mean, that's been talked about for years and years and years and years, right? Even in the movies and TV shows and there's jokes about it and all that stuff. So because there's that piece, it doesn't always sound when that comes across, it doesn't always sound like it's a positive thing, right? Or, or women look at that as a positive thing. They don't want to be a mother to their husband and then also be a mother to their children. So that's why, you know, it's just, it's another reason why it's so baffling is like, why do they even want the role? Women don't want a sensitive man they want a considerate man so this whole sensitive side business i think is is full of baloney i think there's nothing wrong with being considerate sensitivity is a female trait not a male trait consideration is a male trait Um, i i think what happens is if you're like in other words save your crying for your buddies save it for your pillow save it for your ride to work um, people say, well, I like a vulnerable man. Let me tell you what, um, being vulnerable to your woman actually shows weakness to her. She wants a man that's always strong. She might say, well, I appreciate your vulnerability. That might be true, but not for long. She mm-hmm. wants a steadfast rock. She doesn't want that the norm. She doesn't want that to be the norm. Correct. So be right. considerate. I tell men this all the time. Be considerate not sensitive Hmm. big big difference big difference cool i like that i like Mm -hmm. that a lot george this was awesome but before we let you go as with every episode i have 10 questions for our guest um these were inspired by james lipton and bernard pivot so you ready sure am go ahead okay who is your hero jesus christ What excites you? 
persuasion and influence. What turned you off? Excuses. What is your favorite sound? Silence. What is your least favorite sound? Television. (laughs) What is your favorite quote or saying? Oh, that's a good, that's a really good question. What is my favorite quote? Show up or shut up. In a couple words, what should a dad be? He should be. Do more, more doing. More action, less talk. In a couple words, what should a dad not be? The minute a man decides to become a father, his world does not revolve around him anymore. It revolves around his kids, but he has to maintain himself, his health. So uh, being solipsistic, which means you know, the planets revolve around the sun. The world no longer revolves around you, your desires, your needs, your wants. It revolves around your children. And until they fly the coop, you do everything you can. So they want to fly the coop when they turn whatever age, 18, 19, whatever it is. If you could try any other profession, what would it be? profiler and finally what would you like to be remembered for changing lives nice can't ask for much more than that right absolutely greatest impact george this was awesome i think this was such a spirited conversation i loved it i think I mean, I got a ton out of it, as I do almost with basically every single interview I've done. I've gotten a tremendous amount out of it. I love doing these interviews. I love talking to people like yourself and hearing thoughts and visions and uh, ideas and things like that. And uh, I love the advice that you gave uh, for any of the listeners uh, out there today. So I want to say thank you so much for coming on the Warrior Dads podcast. I really, really appreciate your time. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Absolutely. I'm glad we were finally able to make it work again. (laughs) Yep. Again. So much. Oh, tell everybody where they can find out more about you. Uh, Your YouTube channel. GeorgeBruno.com will take you right to my YouTube channel, which is George Bruno, where I talk about ideas and absolutes. There's something for everybody. You will learn something. I tell the truth. I'm not politically correct. You may be offended. You may laugh. You may learn something. You might be entertained but you will get something out of every single video. I do a show every day called the daybreak show where I roll out of the sack and press record. Nice. I like that. Yeah. You're working. You're like right there at a hundred thousand subscribers. And what were you, what were you at last year at this time of year? Mm, 50,000. Wow. Look at that. Yeah. That's amazing. So George Bruno, B-R-U-N-O, just the way it sounds. He's also very active on Twitter. Go check out George Bruno on Twitter. Um, You will learn a ton 
His videos are very entertaining. Yes, this is him. If you see any of his older videos where it's got the super long white beard, awesome stuff. You don't have that anymore. Any plans on growing that back? No, I just like my short, close face beard, my Navy SEAL beard. That's what I like. I like it. It looks good. I just saw you last week, so um, it looks great. So, again, thank you for coming on the show. Anybody who has any questions, please leave them uh, in the comments below. Or if you have any questions directly for George, message him through his YouTube channel or on Twitter. Uh, Thanks so much for tuning in. George, thank you so much again, and uh, we'll talk soon. My pleasure, Jim. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye. Hey, guys. Thanks for tuning into this episode of the Warrior Dads podcast. If you like this podcast and want to support it, please subscribe, leave comments, and share it with someone you think would benefit from listening as well. Thanks again, and keep on being a warrior dad.